This podcast is brought to you by 411 Fightwear, an e-commerce platform that's redefining the local fightwear industry. You can check them out at 411fightwear.com and also on Instagram at 411fightwear. That's 411fightwear. Welcome back to Leverage Radio. Today I'm speaking to Devesh Thakur. He's a blue belt who trains out of the Institute of Jiu-Jitsu. He's the ADCC India 88 kgs champion. He got bronze in the absolute division at the ADCC India competition following a brutal uh, and highly competitive match with Ashwin. He also got quad gold at the SJJIF Open. Devesh, thank you for doing this. How are you, man? Thanks, man. I'm really excited to be here. It's been so long without Jiu-Jitsu, man. Like four months without Jiu-Jitsu has been like a pain. So, ever since I started training like five years ago, this has been the longest break ever. So what has been the longest break before this, let's say? Or anything? Uh, the la- longest break before this was when I injured my rib. Mm-hmm. I had a, like, a rib pop oh, God, in yeah. 2017, I think. And okay. I was out for six weeks. For like two, three weeks, I was in bed. Mm-hmm. But again, like after six, seven weeks, I started going back to train again. And like, Yeah, we were just talking about this that yeah. like e- even when you're injured, even when there's um you know like some issue that you can't fully train you can still go to the academy yeah. and be around the jiu jitsu environment so you're like yeah, still and still do some of the moves with like a flow roll yeah no pressure like i i know guys with torn acls completely torn acls completely torn rotator cuffs and everyone's just like uh, fuck it dheere dheere galle ho jayega it's nuts. But um, so you're, you're stuck in Himachal Pradesh right now, but that's home for you, right? Yeah. But I'm still lucky that I'm able to like spend quarantine in the Himalayas. Like, instead yeah. of being stuck in a city, in an apartment where you can't even go out. Well, like, I'd, I'd say it's one of the way. top five places in the world to be stuck in uh, for the end of the <laughs> world, right? Yeah. Yeah, man. You literally and, have uh, everything you need. Even Corona-wise, there's just like one case in the district, so that's also pretty cool. Can still go around, moving from place to place. We've got a, I've got a friend in uh, Himachal. He left around the 13th, 15th of uh, March, and he's been stuck there, Jahangir. For those of you who are not aware, Jahangir is uh, the founder of Warriors Cove. This is uh, one of my closest friends and he's been stuck there in Manali. He was planning to go for five days. <laughs> he's been there four months, man. So whenever I talk to him, like he's, he's chilling, but uh, I was telling him, I was like, man, you're really lucky. Like you got stuck there at probably one of the most beautiful places in the world. So I'd say both of you are pretty lucky in that regard. But um, what are you doing over there? Like what kind of uh, training do you get up to or how are you keeping yourself busy? So, 
I'm trying to work out twice, like mornings and evenings. Mm-hmm. And apart from the workout, like I try to meditate a lot, do a lot of yoga. And in the daytime, Mondays to Fridays, I'll be studying some you know, trading, like we're doing some trading and watching some random YouTube videos and YouTube shows something else, Joe Rogan. Yeah, the Joe the Joe Schilling one is out. That's pretty good. Uh, I was just watching that one. Um, but how how long have you been practicing yoga? Uh, my mom used to make me do yoga in my when I was a child, like a little bit. Mm-hmm. But then, and uh, used to do like stretching part of it when I. But right. more of the meditative part and the spiritual part has started like three years back, two, three years back. And how do you think that's um, had an impact, if at all? Meditation does have an impact on your like day-to-day life and how you react to things. Like it just makes you like like they say like it makes you more mindful of things. Even when you would be reacting to things, you'll kind of like see that you are reacting in a certain way and not just like be lost in the moment for a very long time. So that's a good thing. So is it like a, um, would you say it's like good, better control over your emotions? Yeah, in a way. So how, how do you meditate? Like I, I do it as well a little bit. Um, but I find after about 10, 15 minutes, uh, it's very hard for me to stay there. Yeah, it is hard like to stay there. Like the whole point is to just keep breathing and not have any thoughts. But then, just by like, it's almost impossible to not have any thoughts. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But you got to bring it back to your breathing. Yeah, yeah. So again and again, whenever you are feeling that you are getting lost, just like say it's okay, and then. Again, bring your thought back to the breath, like you said. And how long do you normally meditate for, do you think? Like if you just sometimes I'm do... not able to do for even for like 10, 15 minutes. And sometimes I'll just be there for like half an hour, an hour or even more. I normally don't keep a time to it. Mm-hmm. So like I'll be working out and then suddenly I'll feel lazy. And then sometimes I even... Uh, stop and start doing yoga in between and then be stuck in a pose and then just like breathe so even yoga is a meditation sometimes right of course it is it's just kind of because there's activity um you're not so much in in your own head but i find like the act of sitting still for instance mm-hmm. uh is so hard for us to do without any you know, stimulation, like you can sit on a, in front of a computer or a screen because there's stimulation. But if you just tell somebody, okay, sit down, you don't have to do anything. You just have to breathe. I find a lot difficult thing. I know, I know people, people can't do it. So I, I've run a few workshops on this, uh, just very basic for some people that I work with and they found it so difficult for five minutes. So the exercise was just close your eyes, five minutes, sit and breathe and just feel your breath and like see where's going, what's happening to you. 
and most of them are opening their eyes looking here and there kaun kya kar raha hai and i was like man so crazy that people can't sit still for 5 minutes the monkey mind right the monkey mind man it's always ticking um but i guess that's also good cuz you need to be enterprising if everyone just sat <laughs> back and just meditated all day hopefully uh, the world would probably definitely be a better place everyone needs it a little bit i feel so uh, how did you end up in bangalore man so i graduated from uh, bitspilani in 2015 and i got campus placements which took me to bangalore okay and uh, 2015 august i started working in a company called vmware okay and vmware is that 2015, like data security or something like that it's that uh, cloud computing and virtualization yeah. and it has been acquired by dell right 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 yeah. working environment now and in 2015 end i found jujitsu mhm so how did the, since, that come about did you meet rohit in 2015 uh no uh so my life has been like motivated by animes a lot i watch a lot of animes and there was oh, a boxing so. anime i used to what okay hajimeno ippo okay yeah, ippo look, and look it up right now yeah uh, and uh, carry on yeah so i wanted to try boxing i used to do a little bit of shadow work okay ground work so there was an mma gym which i found called fitness fight club which used to have like boxing way and just the first time i went there there was this brown belt from uh, washington called chris he was teaching a class on jiu jitsu and he was teaching i think uh, trap and roll and uh, basics of hip bump sweep and all and i was like damn fascinated by like how can a martial arts be like so technical and he was breaking it down to such a like perfect like degree and i was just fascinated by it and since then like i started jiu jitsu and like left boxing and whatever it's also in jiu jitsu like when you're a beginner and you see the technique work on you like you're trying like if it's a trap and roll you're trying to hold the guy down and you're like I'm not going to let him go but he still just manages to easily trap and roll you because that's the mechanics yeah. of the thing you're like damn and okay they're like forcing one side the other thing opens up <laughs> yeah even more easier yeah and that that's what gets you hooked you're like damn this this is um This is interesting. I want to see more of this because uh, that doesn't happen. You're right. With too many other martial arts, you go in maybe Muay Thai also. Like if you get a feel like, for striking, like even when you think about the other martial arts, they are more like your strength and your physical attributes matter a lot. But in Jiu Jitsu, they can get countered like pretty easily. Yeah, That's yeah, they can. Another like fascinating part about Jiu Jitsu. So. Um, boxing was your foray into starting to train jiu jitsu i yeah how, and did you train any boxing for how long no, so that? i did i did box so in the mma gym uh, there was like boxing muay thai and jiu jitsu i did all three for like a month or two months but after mm-hmm. that i was just like going for jiu jitsu classes and that was uh, and you started off with like daily then jiu jitsu all in yeah Nice. Um, um and where did and, you meet Rohit then? 
Yeah, so this was 2015 end. So then I had another teacher from Washington. He was a purple belt called Adam. And he used to go to IJJ. Okay. So he introduced me to Rohit. And, and in 2016, 2017 mid, I went to IJJ. Okay. Till for about two years, I was in FFC. Okay. I actually got my blue belt from... Uh, Black belt in FFC only, uh, Murillo. He was a Brazilian named Murillo. Okay. And the thing about FFC was like they kept changing their teachers and then they didn't have teachers for like a few months. And so in 2017, I think there was no one and there were just like a few of us who used to train. Hmm. And then Adam had told me like, go check out this place. I'd say it's really cool. And then in 2017, I went for an in-house tournament in IJJ. Nice. And yeah, that's after that, like I started like twice a week classes there because the place was pretty far from where I was staying. Mm-hmm. And 2017 end, I quit my job. And then I just moved in closer to IJJ and then it was just morning, evening, IJJ. So, uh, that means, so after 2017, you decided to basically turn this into your career. Yeah. 2018 Jan. 2018 Jan. Nice man. And, uh, what's that journey been like for you, uh, for the past two years? Cause I'll tell you what, that's exactly about the same time that even I made the switch that this has to become a part of my, uh, you know, the rest of my life sort of journey. So, how's that been for you? It's been pretty peaceful, man. Like, doing jiu-jitsu both mornings and evenings and like not worrying about going to office. And Because be- before that, also from in 2017 and even in 2016, mm. I used to go mon- train mornings and then go to work. And then even like, the environment where I used to work was pretty chill. I used to sleep in the daytime. There used to be sleep rooms and all. But... Okay. Then That's again, like cool. I couldn't work and all my life at that time also was focused on jujitsu. Hmm. So after that, I, I could go home, I could eat, I, I slept and then evening I, I used to come again, train. So it's been pretty dreamlike, but now <laughs> not for the past four months. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm just reading. It's like something is missing. More and more reports and it's all confusing. Uh, fortunately, I believe Maharashtra is uh, saying that they're opening up gyms and salons. So, you know, let's and see. In Maharashtra, it's the worst, right? <laughs> I know, it's fucking worse. It's like some 29,000 cases. Bro, I think more than that. Way more than that. I think it's uh, a lot more than that. I think it's 1.5 lakh cases in Maharashtra. No, no, I'm saying like Mumbai, I think they're active is like 29, 30,000. Uh, I will find that. Anyway, I'll find it later. Maybe, maybe. But uh, yeah, anyway, they are opening up uh, <laughs> gyms there. So, you know, fingers crossed that. And, and basically, they'll be coming out with uh, the government or the Maharashtra government, I guess, will be coming out with some guidelines or like, SOPs or whatever to ensure like uh, how to properly open a gym. So maybe that will provide some precedence for other places to open. I guess. I don't know. Um, 
it's only you know it's only going to be the hardcores who are coming back like first day open training everyone just shows up <laughs> <laughs> i think jujitsu gyms will be full bro i, I think People so too like, yeah. i don't know about like uh, pumping iron and all but i'm pretty sure the moment you tell uh, jujitsu gyms guys you can go train a lot of guys will be like okay i'm fucking going like there's nothing else to do there's no other place to go it's opened up i'm definitely going yeah even in the normal times uh, we used to have a few sessions like on thursday we used to have just rolling days and that, those were the days where like most of the other people who didn't come for like technique classes and drilling classes even they used to like just show up and just like roll because like they had to like i like, couldn't do it i have to go for technique classes cuz like i don't know why anyone would come to roll to get smashed <laughs> you know but even the people who are not able to come because of work yeah that's true still they want to like flow and just like roll yeah we have a lot of guys like that but i find like as you get older if you don't really commit to it like in some sort of way you just keep drifting further and further away from it um because yeah. i've seen a lot of guys that had that exactly happens to that in their 20s uh mid 20s maybe were you know super enthusiastic and towards early 30s not so much anymore and i'm baffled by it as like you already put in all this hard work you have all this knowledge now just fucking keep doing it like it's not that hard just but i guess uh, everyone's priorities are slightly different right okay. so we were talking about um, you starting to train and you made this your um, life's work okay. yeah and so what are some of the things that you do in a day to day like when there's no co- uh, no corona like what's your day exactly like so like mornings i'll wake up at 6:30 i'll eat a little something and then go for morning class which usually is from 7:30 to 10:30 11 and yeah, that's uh, a long morning class yeah but Yeah, around two to and a half hours. That was it. Nice. And, uh, after that, Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays is our lifting days, and uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays is our yoga and stretching days. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I would uh, go back home by around like one, twelve, one. I would cook something, eat, and pass out till like five o'clock, and then again wake up and go. for the evening class it would usually be at 7 mm-hmm. 7 7:30 until about 9:30 yeah 9 so you're basically so all your competitive guys are essentially on the same uh track because yeah. we've spoken to almost like i guess all of you or at all least the, half of them <laughs> yeah uh so everyone is basically on the same team cycle huh yeah so that's cool that's well, cool. like still the gym around 1 and then again for the evening class mm-hmm. but um, who who gives you the most trouble in the gym the uh, coach gives me the most trouble in the gym chalo and at least we have even though he's common. like 20 20 kg is lighter than me uh uh-huh. but still like so um, when you start so i have very similar issues with ashwin as well 
Um, so what is it that you do? Like when you start the role, what is your mindset? Uh, like with, with Rohit, for instance, because you know what he knows, you know what he's going to do, um, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> like all those factors are considered, right? So what do you do? Like, how, how do you go into it? I would like think of somehow like controlling at least like first by controlling one of his limbs mm-hmm. and then moving forward like how he's reacting to that usually like when he trains with us 30-40% of the time he'll be training with his hand in his leg so okay. he's only fighting with three limbs okay but yeah so that's what I try to do with him like control one of his limbs See how it reacts and then flow. Of the three he has remaining. <laughs> okay. I've recently been um, attacking the head. Well, recently, like what is recent? But uh, that's what I was going for is control the head and, you know, other things will open up. But it only works till a certain extent until he reads exactly what I'm doing and then I'm, fuck, all right. I can gotta go with something else now. So... It's usually about catching him with surprise, but uh, <laughs> so it, like, yeah, it is going it with Rohit. Like his guard recovery is like guard recovery and just like guard is so good. Uh-huh. Like, almost impossible to even like pass, let alone like catch him in some position. And, and his scramble, scrambling abilities and like back taking abilities are also crazy. Man, it's it's so funny. Like, um, you know exactly what the guy is going to do, like what the plans are, and you know how to counter them theoretically. But somehow those positions happen to show up. You know what I mean? Like, just as somebody, you know, both of us train under guys who are basically doing similar stuff <laughs> to us. Uh, I feel like. There has to be like a clinical plan for every role. That's what I try to do with Ashwin is that every role, there's something I'm going to try that he's not expecting. Like that has to be the, the ploy. Uh, otherwise, I feel like just he's also got some like 10 odd kilos on me. So I don't, I never feel like I can go any kind of, you know, dominating control on him. It has to be. Yeah, game yeah, yeah, I don't think so. That's one advantage which I feel I have with Roy. So I'll go into some sort of like pressure path and then like see how he responds and then like respond to that. But like, yeah, that's using my way to my advantage. But I know like with you, like it will be even tougher, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you also competed against Ashwin and I alluded to that in the initial uh, introduction. So let's just talk about first ADCC. You had a pretty good run at ADCC 2020, ADCC India. Um, How was that experience for you? That was a really good experience. I felt like in endurance and stamina-wise, and this time we were lacking. Okay. And, uh, because even in the my first match was with Arnav, I think from your team. Okay. And the uh, second was with Ratish. Uh, oh damn! Arnav yeah. was 
yeah, in the second match, I felt uh, and Rajat's grips are like super strong. Yeah, yeah, so, for sure. Throughout the match, I, whenever I was like breaking his grips, I used to like fully. I had to like fully commit to it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and before that, I think Rajat had a match with Piyush, which got yeah. like all of us very emotional in that match. Like, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, went into overtime. And so in that match, like I was like a little emotional, and I got his neck almost like three times. I tried to finish Aaron Kiyonan like three times, and my arms were like fully burnt out. Hmm. So I remember at the end of that match, I was sitting with Ashwin only, and then one of my teammates came and like massaging my hand. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't grab. So and after that, I had no more. There, I remember like, my corners, Rohit uh, and Puka, they were like shouting, snap, snap. Hmm. I, I wanted to shout back, like, I, my arms were not moving, <laughs> I couldn't do anything. And yeah. I yeah. think I did a tactical mistake also in that match. I should have like pulled guard and played more guard, but I wrestled in that. Yeah, I'm surprised part. by that. Um... So a lot of people don't know this, and I think you also might not know this, but you and I have also competed against one another at, um, yeah, at Bangalore, man. Uh, I think so. Um, at the SJJIF 2018, I believe. 2018? Yeah, yeah. Uh, in the Rajiv Gandhi Stadium, yeah, I believe. Where that uh, Iranian guy, Ali Akbarpur, was also there. I might might have been. It started with. Uh, remember, it's 2018 November, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. October, November. Yeah. Uh-huh. So basically, I was supposed to be in the 70 kilo blue belt division, and my name got put in the 77 kilo blue belt division. You, you and I were each other's first match, and you had me in a deep rear triangle, and almost got the finish, but I stood up. And I believe you won on points. Yeah, uh, I think that was our first no game match, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> that's why when you just said uh, you didn't pull guard, because that I was not expecting that. But so when our match started, uh, the first thing you did was you pulled guard, and that was com- something completely I was unprepared for. Uh, so. Just a little piece of history for you as well, man. I thought I'd share that on the podcast. Yeah, so we got to run that back, by the way, someday. (laughs) Next leverage. I got you. But uh, so anyway, you you didn't pull guard. That was that you are saying was a strategic mistake on your part. Yeah. Now that I look back. Yeah, and ADCC rules support that as well. Like, if you sit down and you can attack from the bottom. Um, Unless it's good. not a final where you get like minus one. Like yeah, yeah, that wasn't a final. That no, was it wasn't. Semi-win. Yeah, yeah. But it was a really, um, really heated fight, man. Like, it almost looked like, you know, you guys were both looking gassed. Um, yeah. There was a lot of heavy breathing, a lot of leaning, but a lot of scrambles and just nobody was giving up points or positions uh, for nothing. Like for 
I, I would think like if I remember correctly, for the longest time it was basically neck and neck. And uh, I think then he just pulled it off. Uh, yeah, in the last scramble also, he went for my legs. I sprawled. Yeah. And then I came on top. And then he... Uh, I was in some... I couldn't get underhooks. I couldn't get like knee cut or even like any position. And then he somehow got into... Got my legs into an outside halo. But that scramble was very fast. At that moment, yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. even realize like for what I tapped. No, it was... Probably like half a second of, you know, just he rolled into it. Um, We were watching from the other end, from his end. And Uh basically he first locks up the hands and then he goes into the spiral. So, and that forearm, you know, the forearm grip is, uh, Mm -hmm. it just makes it really tight on the heel. So, how is your... Once he locked up the legs, it was like... yeah. But uh, how is the knee from there? I hope no. Um, yeah, so for the for the next two months, like I had to do a little bit of like rehab and physio stuff. Physio, yeah. But yeah. yeah, just like little bit of jumping. But I guess being in the mountains, uh, that uphill walking would uh, fix that right up. Yeah, and also like dipping it in the river and in cold oh, water. Of that course, bro. Helps. Of course, you're in the <laughs> homeland for. Ice and recovery. Yeah. And did you do any specific mental prep before ADCC? Because uh, I know that that's an important part of something that other guys missed out. But since you are into your meditation. Um, no, I think like this time, like a few things were going in my personal life. And we hadn't competed almost it's like mm-hmm. one and a half years. No, in 2019, uh, I competed in SJJIF December, but that was just like on a week's notice. And uh, that was the tournament in which I won four gold. But all of my opponents in were like 20 kg, 15 kgs lighter than me in, in absolute division. And even in right. my division, there were few fights. Right. So that was good for my confidence, but then again, like not good for there were not people like Rachit and uh, Ashwin like who were like people of, of my weight and that, that's a problem I feel in India like most of the people like in IJJ also you are one of the like, bigger guys yeah and I am you're not that not big. even a middleweight no yeah. you're not that big yeah like, and compared to like the, the 88 90 kilos 95 kilos yeah, which you will end up seeing in your absolutes and your um, yeah, in trials yeah. and in worlds, absolutely, where the people absolutely. will be facing. Like, yeah. So that gives a false sense of like confidence sometimes, mm-hmm. and yeah. So that's why I think it's important for us to train together and. Like, no, I'm pretty sure it's going to happen um, once this thing ends. But uh, you're absolutely right. Like we don't have uh, enough of a variation of body type, I suppose, and you know plus I, like. Uh, sorry, go on. Yeah, go ahead. No, I'm just saying that, uh, and you notice what happens is uh, the smaller guys get really technical and really good. But, yeah. um, you know, if you're as a bigger person not getting the same kind of uh, issues, it does prove to be a hassle when you go up against, you know, muscled out uh, challengers from 
you know overseas who are also technical who are also technical of course of course i don't think you can go yeah, and going with like smaller guys in the gyms you actually have to be careful that you don't like do some move to injure them that's also another thing right like when you're going with I mean, 20 kg lighter than you you can't go hard like you simply cannot yeah. pull clip like even if you might say that okay like so for me um we were trying to pair you up with zoravar uh, right for the undercard for this yeah one. yeah so zoravar and i about the same weight uh, about the same time we've been training so we kind of give each other that sort of really hard uh, you know simulation of actual competition fights uh, mm-hmm. not all the time obviously but we can when you have to go that hard and stuff mm-hmm. um so i'm really lucky that i have guys my size in the gym and there's at least in delhi here in gurgaon most of the guys are about the 70 to 82 kilo uh, weight and some of the guys are just slightly under so that's uh, that's pretty good i guess hey that's a good thing man like in ajim it's just like piyush and me who are above 70 oh, damn most, like of the competition team right most of the other guys like debo rohit Yeah, yeah. Bira, uh, Nihal, uh, Ruben, all of them are like in sixty-five kg. Sixty-six. Yeah, yeah. So, and even with Piyush, he's ten kgs lighter than me. So, um, would you say like Institute of Jiu-Jitsu is the best team in Bangalore? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, and by uh, and objectively speaking, in terms of uh, accolades and titles and stuff like that as well, I would think they are. um yeah. what about the second best like do they have any guys that you cross train with or you can and stuff like that like uh that gardo guy was there remember uh gardo yeah they, the gardo team used to be good they, there was a brown belt like who is now a black belt uh, an australian black belt mm-hmm. docklan okay <laughs> half the australians are black <laughs> 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 Uh, so like they had a good team but like he was here for about half a year or one year before like he had some visa issues and was deported back and hmm. then that team also like couldn't last long mm-hmm. like apart from that like ffc had had a few people but then again like the teachers keep on changing their again that's uh, pointless as well so It's yeah. like going to a bunch of seminars without any real knowledge of what jujitsu is. You know, it effectively and becomes it, that. Like, just some new guy comes and says something. You're like, okay, cool. <laughs> also, the teachers there are yeah. kind of like uh, favela Brazilian black belts. Oh goddamn! Okay, so they're like whip, whipping kids and hitting yeah. them with sticks and shit. <laughs> Even you face them in tournaments. <laughs> yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah, there was a couple of uh, so-called. Well, they were black belts, I guess. Um, even at ADCC, but they don't compete as much, I think. Like the UFC gym in Delhi, there's a U. Is there a UFC gym in Bangalore? No, no. So they they opened up a UFC gym in Delhi. I guess there's one in Mumbai, but the Delhi gym has a black belt. Uh, I'm forgetting his name. Um, but those guys don't compete here. I don't know. Um, if the scene is not for them or what their motivation yeah i think this adcc was not open for like non indian right oh was that the case yeah this adcc wasn't open like there But was the a last member one. in our team from mexico yeah the last one was 
2018 okay. yeah 2018 okay. one okay i think might be just to get representation into singapore as well then because if you have yeah. like adcc india without that restriction maybe a bunch of guys will come from different countries win it here and then get a ticket to the trials right yeah but i don't know like how it works like do you have to win a national adcc first before like going for trials because i thought that trials was open for like everyone right uh i have no idea i literally have no idea but as far as i know trials were open for anybody and everybody you just have to register pay for the whatever sign up shit and uh, show up and they if you have if you have registered and signed up then you show up and you compete like that's it but uh, i guess the winners yeah, of- i think in the future it can be a thing when there would be like maybe in like 200 300 competitors and they can't be no i think maybe it, it would be like if there's too many people from india who want to compete at it and go then they'll be like okay we'll send a contingent from here but it will have to be first the trials are done here like you have the north american trials you have the east coast trials west coast trials whatever 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 uh guys who win those they go to the finals and some guys i guess nobody shows up to the final without winning their trials but i'm sure there's different levels of qualification to this thing in different countries i guess india may i i guess it's not as prevalent or they don't know how good the scene is or how bad the scene is so maybe it was an experiment like the last two years basically have been that just to figure out what is the potential in the market so eventually i guess they might just hold it as you know okay it's its own territory it's big enough to be i mean it's growing man the sport is definitely growing there's uh, no denying like that. compared to the past nationals where we competed i think all of us in icj felt this this time the levels just like increased like mad yeah it's definitely elevated and you saw a lot of teams show up like teams you never heard of teams you do know teams you met once somewhere but like a lot of teams showed up for this thing and that's positive that really is yeah otherwise like in our past nationals we have had experience of this like clean like wiping out the competition but yeah like yeah all of us all of us had the like a everyone had a, so a run of it yeah and like it was very emotional also but then again like we were it was good in a way but no it it's was a good thing right definitely uh, everyone got to see where the levels are for everybody it i don't think it's ever happened before that all these literally the top teams in india showed up to one place to compete so all credit to the guys who put it together for sure um, that's something that can't be overlooked yeah, i think next adcc all of us will be even more serious i Plus, think like, so man like no <laughs> more grateful I, also after this corona pandemic <laughs> yeah yeah everyone's like okay i'm definitely this is the right path for me i'm definitely going back to this like i've seen my life without it also you know like of all the infinite possibilities of you know okay kya ho raha hai tumhare sath one would be that you're doing nothing and this is what retirement might look like for some people you know that you have nothing to do everything is done 
खाना पीना शेयर करनी है दैट्स ऑल एंड टेरेबल वो लाइक यू नीड सम समथिंग इन योर लाइफ एंड इट्स डेफिनेटली नॉट टू बी फाउंड जस्ट सेटिंग एट होम लाइक वर्किंग आउट अलोन नीड्स लॉट ऑफ मोटिवेशन Oh man, tell me. There are it. like good days, but there'll be like so many bad days. Like Now it's becoming good day. weeks and bad weeks, bro. Like some yeah, yeah, true. Week starts bad. I'm like, fuck it. It's cool. I hate to admit it on like the podcast, but shit, man. क्या करूँ? It's just I can't even explain. Like it just gets boring, bro. It just gets boring. Um. I guess it's just working out alone is not stimulating enough. Jujitsu, you're there for four hours. How are you doing something for four hours, and you're still doing it because you're you're interested in it. It it you know fires the right things in your head. Oh yeah, okay, cool. Like, cool. like another thing about meditation is going into that flow state, right? And in jujitsu, it's called like flow rolling or like flowing. Like it's literally that's there the all flow the time, state, right? Yeah. you know i find that you can even get there drilling like if you're really into your drilling you can get into like almost a flow state of drilling properly yeah even that exists but like that, going from like but that won't exist for burpees for me <laughs> i'm going into a flow state of burpees fuck that shit <laughs> for half an hour you're just like doing yeah can you imagine <laughs> but that day but sometimes uh, doing stance and motion of wrestling like you do enter some flow state like yeah that's true but then again like it's more exhausting compared to flow rolling into it also but even that is more reactive you know it's not uh, just mechanics for that wrestling flow state you're talking about i feel like there's always like you're thinking okay knee tap or you're thinking sprawl or something but there's activity firing options are firing in burpee is just up down up down up down and you will like fuck that um what's what, what do you say would be the difference um in mindset for somebody who comes from you know such a peaceful calming place like himachal uh, versus you know you see meet people in delhi or mumbai or bangalore like what do you personally see as the biggest difference between people from different places in that regard i feel uh in the gym when you roll like so in my personal experience i have like two kinds of mindset uh usually before a competition it will be more like okay i don't want to get submitted i want more points and i want to tap the other person and usually not before a competition and most of the times it will be a flow a flow state only yeah. you just want to like relax and like go through as many uh, transition right see of the course. different windows you have try out yeah. different escapes yeah so i think both are equally important for like different things hmm. like when you are flowing see your options are more and you learn a lot more but uh, when you're going with a winning like attitude you you, you won't give points and you dominating position yeah yeah i think that's good for a competition mm-hmm. and that's also good sometimes like like to not give your position too easily like mm-hmm. in flow to give your position according to your own uh, decision and not 
not just like being lazy. I think there needs to be a balance in both. Like you yeah, can't, can't yeah. be like too flowy, and you can't be like too like okay, I, I won't move. I, yeah, I'm just like yeah, be inside yeah. control throughout. So, and sometimes we will be in the both extremes. Sometimes we will be too flowy, and sometimes we will be like too okay, using too much strength or just use, being one directional in uh, in techniques and just trying one thing where there's the other thing would be open right in front of us. Mm-hmm. Do you ever check yourself like during roles that okay I think I'm maybe being too lazy or why am I going so hard why am I breathing so heavy right now like you know what the fuck Yeah like usually when I go with lighter people and I'm being too aggressive I'll feel that because the I'll have like 15 20 kgs weight over them and when I'll be going hard like knee on belly or hard something I'll feel that and then I'll go light Mm. and similarly like sometimes when i'm going like too flow and too flow is fun all sometimes mm-hmm. right it's just like transitioning but yeah then again during competition times and you have to check yourself and when did this switch happen for you uh, for competition like you started training in 2015 and at what point did you for, do your first competition and when did you like you're like cool man i i think i want to compete i want to train uh how did that so, come about uh, in 2016 then 2017 beginning uh there used to be like uh, two ffcs like two gyms like and they used to have like intra gym tournaments you know, so and all of us were like pretty new people like Mm-hmm. all white belts only yeah that's that's when i uh, started competing there and um, and in 2017 i took part in that in house tournament in uh, ijj ijj uh, yeah there that was a good experience mm-hmm. and uh, in 2018 uh, all of us like from ijj went to singapore to compete in Duma, I think. Okay. So there, I was blue belt, and I guess Rohit was blue belt. Like I was blue belt because I was promoted by Morillo before right. uh, in FFC, yeah. and uh, Rohit had been a blue belt for like six, seven years. And that that tournament, like I was a new blue belt, I think. Right. And uh, that was a tough tournament. Like I had three fights. I won one, and I lost two. Right. And but like i like competing since the very beginning right wasn't about like winning too much right it was just like about testing yourself and like different mindset right it's not something that happens in your day to day life like it's yeah. just not you know you can go yeah. to the gym and you can roll as many times as you want to the even the hardest roll won't even match the yeah, intensity which you have when you are like in a tournament that's what and you said it rohit said it like when we spoke to him that you could go to the hardest round in the gym you know like uh, repeatedly but you don't your arms don't feel the same way as they do when you're in a tournament match you know what i mean yeah Yeah, I remember. Like after that Ratchet's fight, my arms were feeling like 
it was my first gay tournament or something <laughs> it hadn't felt like that since like those days yeah 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 it only happens so much adrenaline it's it's crazy that you know you have to go through that tournament experience that uh that pressure situation to know how to overcome with everyone it. watching yeah, yeah to know how to overcome it otherwise um you know you it's not the same going hard rounds in the gym because the other guy is also not trying his level best in the gym you know maybe plus it's your up. training partners who you yeah, are going yeah. so there's gym. always that so, that barrier that level of com- comfort right yeah 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 and again one of the other major factors is um that if you're training with somebody day in and day out you basically know you know their strengths and their weaknesses so yeah. you, you go into yeah, every role with that information not just uh, their games i would say even their mindsets you would know like the days where they are off you can feel it oh, like of in, course, of in course. the difference in uh, roles in the difference in energy in because, you know yeah. strategy whatever like you can feel it yeah but in in tournaments it's like a new opponent and completely blank he can be anything yeah um, yeah yeah it's um it's interesting it's definitely a fun feeling like and ultimately it's like you know what you've trained and that's what kind of comes out anyway it's not uh, so much like you're thinking thinking the thinking process is happening uh, at such a it's high level brain into your muscles because you have been like doing the same thing for so long that it has been ingrained into your system right yeah yeah and in the gym it's like you you know the people will also be a, like you'll have more time to think whereas in competition you have far less time to think you're not given those opportunities less time, to adrenaline. yeah exactly yeah. so time is doing this weird fast slow thing <laughs> you're like what <laughs> but um any issues you faced um you know in your jujitsu career or getting to your jujitsu career or now anything like that any challenges in particular that you've had to overcome in the jujitsu career i won't say anything but like leaving a well paying job in bmware and then explaining that decision to my parents that's exactly the that, challenges that, i was talking about thank you yeah. <laughs> please uh, so how how was that conversation um for you like it wasn't just one conversation i've been having the same conversation on a loop like sometimes i feel like again and <laughs> again even now like i'll be talking to my dad about my future plans and jitsu and then so my dad tells me the other day we have a little home gym okay so it's basically like a little bit of weights and a treadmill sort of and he's like what if we move all this stuff can you teach jiu jitsu at home i was like yeah i guess i could he's like so why don't you start doing that i was like that's not how this is going to work man <laughs> like people want to come and train in a bunch of people like they don't uh, necessarily want 
you know nobody knew is going to be like oh i'm going to learn jiu jitsu now like it's, if anyone comes over it's just going to be a yeah. training partner who's <laughs> going to be like okay let's train so yeah, these times especially like new people coming would be like no chance in hell bro especially for a such a con- close contact sport yeah 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 so uh how did you bring up the topic with your folks just like guys i'm good at this i'm going to do it yeah like told this like uh, my sister helped a lot like she saw how dedicated i was for jitsu and so throughout like before quitting my job in 2018 i used to tell myself okay this is what i wanted to do this is what i was searching for for such a long time and now i found it so please let me do it hmm. yeah so w- once i did it i also like had some savings and i did try to manage my own like portfolio in like, uh, indian stock market nice uh, little bit in blockchain technology so like i cool. that's another thing where i like, tell my parents okay so this will be kind of like another backup if right. like along with this so another thing so but still like that's pretty tough to convince my dad especially my mom i can still like convince that my dad So the argument that I get most often <clears throat> is that you will become old someday and your body will not be able to do the things that it can do now so what's your plan for then for example like that's the sort of uh, uh feedback I get sometimes and it's very hard to explain to them you know jiu jitsu and how it works as a community of people training together all the time uh and you know like age and all of course will factor into those things how you train is what it factors into but it doesn't factor into if you are training or not right so it's hard to explain that bit to them but it's okay uh, also like in their generation the thinking is a little like different especially like my parents have stayed in himachal like all their lives and hmm it's like convincing them about like having a career in fitness yeah it's not the easiest thing to do especially like we said given this corona virus climate but let's be positive i think we will soon enough be back to our old ways of yeah that's what i believe like actions will speak louder than words like my mom i can still convince with my words but my dad i'll have to convince with actions well just show up with, with a bunch, bunch of medals here you go yeah <laughs> that's it man <laughs> all right devesh um it was awesome having you on bro um yeah, it was awesome like talking with you man and like you telling me before the right surprise hope like uh, we'll train with each other soon yeah i'm i'm pretty sure we will man it was a pleasure speaking with you um i hope you can come back to bangalore soon and you can start training and uh, we will catch you around bro thank you man thanks thanks for like having me here bye cheers my genuine pleasure good night <laughs>